amazed, truly blessed, truly just, just enamored, honestly. And I don't think I've ever used that word to describe a guest, but Jennifer Willingham has this air about her, this um, unknowing, I don't even know. It's almost like an intrigue in who she is. And I think it's because it's so counterculture to how people in her industry typically are. And I say in her industry, and that's what makes her so beautiful is in the publicity, in the publicist, in the marketing, in the um, publisher, that kind of realm, you have this certain persona that you tend to meet. And Jennifer is so different than that. I love her story. I love how her faith and her God are first in all that she does, but it took her a really hard moment being handed a Bible covered in blood that made her recognize this. And I don't say blood figuratively. I mean it literally. Y'all have to listen to this interview. It's absolutely amazing. If you are new to the community, you can text me. I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode. You can subscribe and review and share that there too. But texting so much more fun because then I get to respond back. Um, but the review helps too. So all the things, if you would do it, I would be so appreciative. My cell phone number is 757-906-3734. Yes, it's me. Yes, I'll respond as soon as I possibly can. And I'm so excited to be in deeper community with you guys in this special way. Again, tune in to all things Jennifer Wilmingham. And yeah, I'm so excited to introduce her and just let you hear um a deeper story about, again, humanity and what it is that we're passionate about. She takes really care of what she says and what she's implanting in this time is so good for the entrepreneur as well as the writer and the author and the blogger and just anybody who's pursuing their faith. So I hope that's you. I think that's why you're here. Enjoy. See ya. This is your God Wink. The moment that heaven says, for such a time as this, it's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hello, you guys. We're so excited to be live here with you today. But more importantly, I am so excited to be spending this dedicated time with Jennifer Willingham. It is such a gift. I was reading your bio when I first got connected with you, and I was just blown away by the versatility in it, um, the access areas that you've had the opportunity to be alongside of who you've been with, but not only who, where, and how. And so I think it's such a critical uh, winning story. And I'm sure 
sure that there's a lot of components of hardship. And so that's a cool part about the Fit and Faith podcast. If you are new joining us, we like to dive deep into the truths of our testimonies in order to illuminate the life that exists in our now, in our right now knowing too that there is an always becoming story and journey and evolution of us being less than now and the perfection really being our heavenly father. So Jennifer, I just want to give you the floor, introduce yourself, tell everyone about your amazing bio and thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful to be here. Happy new year. It's the first podcast I've done in the new year. So this is exciting. Yeah, I would start by saying that I hesitate to even say anything about quote my accomplishments because they're not mine. So I can't do any of this under my own strength. And so it's just that recognition really enables everything that I do, that our team at Epic Agency based here in Nashas, and it's only through the Lord's providence um, that I've been some of those in conversations and around some of the things that I've been in. And I want to use all of that to help the audience today sort of harness some tools they might have thought were out of reach or they couldn't afford especially some solopreneurs out there. Maybe you're just starting out on this journey and they listen to you for your hope and your current, your great coaching, Tamara. But I really want them to walk away today knowing it's a brand new year and anything is possible for those who believe. I love that so much. And definitely a for now, like seasonal explanation of freedom and realizing that you can get activated today and it's not by our act but by his grace and mercy that we have the freedom to be able to do so. Um, if we can start our day, I've been in in the Clubhouse app for what feels like 24-7 over the course of the last five days. So I know a lot of people are anxiously awaiting their invite and we want to give them to you. So as soon as they release them, you'll get yours. But um, is we've been talking about like the morning, the rise and grind, if you will. And while I'm not a huge proponent of the hustle hard understanding, um, I do believe that there's an activation that takes place. So talk to us about where your activation happened within your own life. When did you realize like this was the next step? When did a vision come to you or a, or a prayerful moment of, of accessing, this is what I need to do? Well, the funny thing is, I don't know that I realized it until about 10 years ago. So in walking in this um, thing career that I just sort of fell into and now looking back, I didn't fall into it. It was pretty easily now in hindsight, of course, I see the hand of the Lord guiding me all the way through. Thank goodness. So my story actually started in 1973 when I was born to a single unwed mother gave me up for adoption. And so I went into um, my parents' home, Christians, and they put me in a private school. I mean, I had advantage, but I didn't take any of it seriously. I mean, how many of us can raise our hands and go, I really didn't take all my advantages too seriously until much later in life. I didn't recognize them for what they were. And so... I was a publicist at a Christian publishing company. I'm one of the largest in the world and was really successful, was a marketing VP. I'd really done a lot by the time I was maybe 29 or 30. And I was always, I think your listeners will love this. I was always the only girl in the room. I was always the youngest. And it took me a while to be comfortable with that. And then once I once I, and I didn't try to control it. I didn't try to remind everybody I was the youngest or only girl in the room or the only female VP. I just walked it out and I just did my job with excellence because I knew that it mattered for everybody behind me. So about 10 years ago, though, I was in a, what people thought was a dream job and I was winning at work, but I was failing at home. So for me, it took a sort of a tragic car wreck to put back into um, more of a grateful mindset and realized that I had to do things his way or not at all. And so I quit my job and my husband thought, are you crazy? But also because I was never home. And then that's when I entered agency life. And so I worked for a good friend of mine and learned sort of the ropes in the, the agency world, so to speak. Then I launched um, three of my own, one of which was not successful. And I love, honestly, Tamara, the failure stories more than I love the success stories. Because I think we learn way more through the failures and the struggles than we ever learn on the mountaintop. And so um, fast forward to about 18 months ago, we launched a brand new agency. Wish I had known the pandemic was going to happen before we launched new business. Yeah, I bet. So Lord really blessed us. And so we blew out our revenue goals. We started with um, a small staff and now we tripled that staff, you know, wow. through a really challenging year. And so I have three steps to how we got there. And if you guys want to dive into that, I'm happy to share. 
Jen, before you do, um, it sounds like your mic might be a little bit blotchy. It's like cutting in and out a little bit. Um, I'm not sure if it's your hair or let's see. Let's try that. Is that any better? Okay. It does sound better. Yeah. I have so much hair. It's so amazing. I wish I had your hair. I have to put like this fake bun thing in in order to make it work. (laughs) But I I, I, oh, it's still blotchy. I really want everybody to be able to hear it and for the recording to go well. Let me stay tuned with us, guys. Stand by. Hang on. Okay. Bear with. Gotta love doing these things live, y'all. Hold on. It looks like her network might be cutting out. For those who are still t- still in tune with us, we are here on the Fit and Faith podcast, which you might have seen in the new video that came out. It's a brand new cover photo for season three. We're so excited about creating the brand of our entire business also into the podcast and be able to coach with people as well. Let's hear, Jen. Are you live and in action? I, I think we're better. I think okay. there's a network right. connection. Sounds- okay, good. It sounds good. All right. So we want to hear the four things. Yeah. So there's uh, three that we did this oh, time that really enabled, enabled our success. And it was what I call the three P's. So it was focusing on our people, purpose, and our process. So purpose, really, I probably should have led with first. Purpose is really what is given our team passion to do and reinvest in our people. We choose our team clearly. Um, and then also this year, we had to down on our focus. We knew things were challenging, um, like, like everybody. We had our ups and our downs, especially as a new business. And so it really was great for us in hindsight because we doubled down on refining all the processes in our systems and tried to get as much efficiency as we could um, while delivering the best results. And I think those are, in hindsight, the three reasons why we were able to smash the revenue goals and triple the business. So incredible. I think a lot of people are coming in here listening as entrepreneurs, especially within kind of the business sector that the the Fit and Faith podcast has taken on. But I really want to go back to the key component of your personal testimony, because I feel like everything that we do and earn and receive out of blessing is because of the cultivation that we do out of the first ministry, which is our home and our, our self, our being. And so when you took that step back 10 years ago, um, talk to us about what that season looked like. I know letting go of titles and letting go of um, different things can be really difficult. I've done it my Myself and my own life. I talk about it here a lot. So I loved the parallel. And so I'd love to just hear about that from your perspective. Yeah. Well, I think for me, um, even though it was personally gratifying to be going and doing some really fun things that felt important, I'm um, when I would get home at night after the, our two little girls were asleep and I didn't get to see them at all that day because I left before they got up. I got home after they went to bed and my husband was really carrying the burden. Thank goodness he was there. Um, there was a series of conversations that took place within our home. Um, some with my kids and some with my husband and I, and I knew that I was supposed to leave that job, but I could, I couldn't bring myself. Cause if I left the job, I thought, what was I working so hard all these years to climb this invisible ladder? Why was I on this rat race? What would it all have been for if I just threw in the towel? And also I never, I never want to say things are too hard. So I will stay in there to the very last minute. Um, and do the work to see if it can be salvaged. And so I'm not a quitter. Um, I love to start things more than I finish, but I'm not a quitter. And it was really hard for me to admit that I needed to step away. But when I had a a wreck in which two teens in the opposing car, they'd lost control, hit me head on in my lane, they were killed. Um, It really took a moment for me to go, okay, I was literally praying in the car before that happened about what should I do with my life? This was a misfit. I should do something else. Lord direct me. And then had that accident. And so even that was a really hard time in our life, our community life, the kids were members of my daughter's school system. Um, some good things came out of that. And so the, the thing that really hit home though, Tamara, and just, this will be a little emotional. So I hope I can get through it. When we, when we went to the salvage yard, cause my car obviously been totaled to get my belongings. Um, they had gathered everything up that was sort of just this mangled wreck of whatever the belongings were in the road. They picked them up and took them to one place. So handed me what they thought was my, were my belongings. And so I was taking this box to go, Oh, and here's your Bible. 
they had to be this Bible and it was really worn and it had looked like it had been through a war. There was road dirt on it, oil, grime, blood was on it. It felt so heavy in my hands when they handed it to me. And I realized it was not my Bible. It was one of the teenagers who had been killed in his Bible. And the irony of it, I was in Christian publishing. I didn't have a Bible in my own car. So like that moment, the gravitas of that moment of realizing that I wasn't really living out what I was pretending to live out um, really made me reevaluate everything. And so that was the moment where I was like, okay, I, I am done resisting you, Lord. I am, I'm done. And so from that day forward, I have been more cognizant of, or if any, what are the gifts and talents that he gave me? What should they be used for? How can I advance the kingdom? And so I've sort of rededicated myself these last 10 years to firstly taking care of my primary job as a wife and a mom to now our three girls. And then secondly, giving everything I can give sort of at the office, but in a little bit more measured way. Yeah. Gosh, that's so, so good. I feel like the power of that moment is probably something it'll definitely last for you forevermore. And it was similar in the way that I felt whether it wasn't a crash per se, it was a personal crash and burn, but similar scenario where my husband was holding the load of our home while he was parenting too tiny. I couldn't even have conversations really with my babies when um, we were walking through the season that I was working 50, 60 hours a week trying to cultivate two businesses and seeing one really thrive and one that was really starving and feeling like if this one thrived, then this one would come to life and really just working myself to the grind while completely um, just letting go of all the things that I knew in my heart and I had prayed for since I was a little girl, but truly not knowing or being in full relationship with who God is, not just this figurative being, not just this person. Like I'm not a puppet. Like he doesn't take us and like, that's not how life works. That's not how or why he created us. And so the component of free will was really at play. And the enemy was really the one who was pushing me into like a pawn type scenario. If you're thinking of a chess game, it's like good versus evil, white versus black. And he's like, I'll play this move. Now I'm in your way. What are you going to do? And oftentimes I was choosing the wrong action. If I was to look at it from a, I call them green lights versus red lights. Thank you to my mm -hmm. child's kindergarten teacher. She's always like, we don't talk about good or bad yeah. decisions because your children are not bad. They're learning. We say green light, red light. And we've taken that to heart in our home. I think about it in my business all the time because it's so much more freeing because at a red light, you know, it's going to turn green eventually versus when it's bad, you think it's always wrong. And so that applies to so many things that at the time God closes a door and it doesn't mean that one day it won't be open for good later, but we have to be cognizant and eyes open and armor on and desirable, like willing if we're not planted in the truth, which is the word, which is that Bible that was handed to you. Mm -hmm you essentially needed to be woken up and I needed to be woken up. And when I drove into that, that driveway and saw my little girl walk away from me, when she was wobbling, she was barely one. And I had just done nursing. I knew that was a trigger moment for me that I'll never forget similar to that Bible exchange, but there was so much more at stake than just her walking away from me. It was my marriage, what like being done. It was both businesses failing. It was so many things, but I love, it goes full circle to how we started. Like there's never a learning lesson outside of quote unquote, a failure. It's just an opportunity for us to rise and to take inventory of what we were, what we were taught. That's very true. And I think that as women, and I think men face the same thing, maybe, maybe it's not as comfortable being talked about. I think as women, we're, we're doing so many things and serving so many roles at the same time that oftentimes we can get out of whack. And so I think it's really important for us to continually, I think the new year is all, honestly a good time to do that, is to reevaluate where you are. Does your goal list exclude your family and personal life? Because I think looking at your goal list, if you've made one for the new year, is really telling. Because what you set your sights on in your terms of your goals really speaks to the condition that your heart's in. And so if your goals are all about, you know, revenue and um, margin and there's nothing about health and wellness and relationship, then you're probably out of balance. 
Yeah, that's so good. I talked, I actually wrote an article for Bible and Pop Culture Magazine. Are you familiar with them? Mm-hmm. It's a new publication as of, I think, early last year they launched. And um, Mia, the the owner of that, is just, she was a professor down in Hawaii that then took that idea to life with her students later on and fully a calling that she didn't know she was going to be stepping into. But I wrote an article about balance and how I feel like often it's like this fictitious space or this fictitious desire. Um, I was a gym for 16 years. So balance beam was always my favorite. And I felt like I strive for that in every area of my life is that, and it was though a facade because ultimately I felt like I was never fully on par. Um, And so I've really, since coming into my faith and getting my ordinations license and really just standing in a year of worship alongside of schooling that I was in, I've just found that alignment is more the place that we can come into understanding of what that means every single day versus having this balance where you feel like at any point I'm unbalanced, right? Like I don't want to live a life of unbalance. I also don't want to live a life of spiritual misalignment or physical misalignment because every time that happens, something is got to give and take, right? And so I think it's grace-filled to understand that Sometimes there's going to be seasons where your business is going to get more energy. It's going to get um, mm-hmm. more than what you you kind of chalked yourself up to have based on the season that your business is in. But w- what about your family in that regard? And what about your physical space in that regard? And, and there's got to be an end date. If your business takes off, if your family has a trial, uh, if you realize that your marriage is taking a back seat, then your business has to go somewhere because you can't have all of them in perfect unison all the time. So even if my goals this year, one of the things we wanted to get back to was um, having our weekly date nights. And um, during COVID, that all just went away. And then we just never got back on track with it because mm-hmm. technically COVID's still here, but restaurants are open and movie theaters are open. And we can go for a yeah. walk or a car ride if we want. Um, but I, I told my husband this morning when he was asking me, like, what's on the lineup for the day? Because he always gets excited for me to know what's coming up. And and I told him about our podcast and getting to spend time mm-hmm. with you. But additionally, I was like, oh, and I'm getting a babysitter for Friday's date night. And he was like, look at you. And I think that was like a surprise element to a conversation that usually just is all about work. That's so, so tell great. Me, since your time, how have you continued to um, invest in your children, in your home, in your faith mm-hmm. first? Yeah. It's so important to, to, I think what you said about the season that you're in and recognizing that it's not forever is crucial. And then that saying that um, you can have everything just not at the same time. I really believe that that's true. Mm. You can have it all, whatever it is, just not at the same time. And so for me, when I entered agency life, I worked, started working from home as opposed to driving to a corporate office. And I would go to, first of all, I live in Nashville and I would drive to Atlanta once or twice a month for that agency. But then when I started my own agency, um, I was Nashville based. And so other than traveling to do things with clients or on film sets or for launches or premieres, um, I was really home a lot. And so for me, that seems great, right? If you don't work yeah. from home. And a lot of people didn't understand working from home until COVID hit. Last year, like, yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's so true. So if, if you're a workaholic like I used to be and still struggle with, I'm trying not to claim that over myself anymore. Um if your office is three seconds away, it never goes away. And so even 10 years ago, there was a little bit more separation, I think, than we as society have now. Um, I didn't have a great smartphone. I think I had a BlackBerry maybe 10 years ago. Um, But now I take my work to bed with me. Like literally, I'm literally doing stuff until midnight. So I have to be very intentional about deciding what I want to get done every day, like an action plan, that's holistic, not just an action plan for, oh, here's my tasks that are in base camp that I have to do for the business. But I have to have a, a Jennifer action plan that encompasses um, my devotional time in the morning. Um, am I going to exercise today or is that going to be a tomorrow thing? Um, I know I can't do it every single day based on the existing priorities and responsibilities that I have. So I have to sort of prioritize that. And then it's always the first thing to go, by the way. Um, and it also... I think there's, you know, meal prep and planning, which I'm terrible at. So Andy <laughs> does most of the the cooking and cleaning at our house. He's a fireman. So he's this really interesting schedule. So I know that if I don't plan everything for the day, I'm going to be worthless. Because the easy thing for me to do is to default into work. 
And so lose myself down that rabbit hole. The harder thing, right, is to be a full person, be present in the day, um, have meaningful exchanges with my family. Um, I have two teens and a four-year-old. So I sort of have this really interesting spectrum of ages. And so for me, being fully present for them means something really different for the teen girls than it means for the four-year-old. And then having time for Andy and I as a couple is the most challenging season that we're in because our four-year-old doesn't like to sleep in her room. So (laughs) I have to have an action plan, Tamara, for all of that, or I would literally hole up in my office 15 hours a day. So good. I know a good sleep coach if you need one. She's amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I good. I well, because I say the sure. same thing because I've had the similar struggle and I'm like, is it okay though? Because eventually they're not going to even want to be in the same house as me sleeping. And so mm-hmm. I'm just taking it for what it is. And my And she was like, no, that's not the way it is. And that's partially that connectivity piece for my husband. I told him, I'm like, I don't even feel like I can like snuggle with you in the morning because this kid's like right here. And I, I'm not even sleeping well. Like there's so many pieces to it. So you've got to check out Pam with Fruitful Families Coaching. Okay. She's amazing. I'll keep we have a listener on who has been a previous podcast guest, which is actually how we got connected. Trevor, he's incredible. And he is oh, saying that you is. are the real Wonder Woman. And it's yeah. pretty amazing all the things that you have been doing. But I love how you started the show without ever even opening up the bio and just saying it's all because of him and by him and through him and that ultimate knowing. I'd love to know, did you end up giving that Bible to that child's family or... Yeah. So the company where our cars were brought to, I wound up handing the Bible back and saying, this is not even mine. And I think I was, you know, sobbing. And so they said they would handle that transaction. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I actually don't have a Bible in my car today, but I do have it on my phone. So Uh, (laughs) um, I, I feel a little bit more at peace with how, how I am these days in relation to putting faith first. Okay, okay. You know my feelings over commercials, but this is too good of timing to pass up the chance to tell you about this incredible opportunity that I have cultivated with you directly in mind. You, the passionate kingdom entrepreneur. Stop running the race on a treadmill to nowhere. Stop the analysis paralysis and the overwhelm and honestly, the isolation of business building. You know I am all for women supporting women and the concept of community, but this newly developed program takes that concept to an entirely new level. I am giving you an all access pass to my team of experts and strategists in order for you to develop your own business to the fullest extent. I've taken my business with these incredible people from an idea to five figure months in less than two years. And I want to provide you the keys to this freedom and centered joy. This is a coaching program with direct conversations with real people in real time. Ask the confusing hard questions that have you lingering in rabbit holes. Get the direct insight you need to design the dream into a fully operating abundant business. Y'all, listen to this A-team, okay? There is a branding and content strategist, a mindset and financial success coach, a biblical foundations teacher, a marketing funnels and ads expert, and of course, yours truly, your Christian business coach. If you are ready to truly invest in yourself, in your God dream, and the people that God is calling you to, this is the only place to start that gives you a full lens development strategy that you can lean into as a trusted, knowing source on a firm foundation. Y'all, I am uber passionate to see you flourish and illuminated within your purpose. You can enroll now by heading over to the one-on-one coaching tab at tamraandress.com. Remember, I have the simple version of Tamra, T-A-M-R-A. I don't know if you know that story, but it's from The Price is Right about a week before I was born. So thanks, mom. (laughs) Anyway, book your call and simply email me coaching at tamraandress.com. Either way, I cannot wait to see you activated. And this is going to be an incredible opportunity and a beautiful season to see you design the God dream that God has planted in you since your mother's womb. It's going to be fun, y'all. I can't wait to connect. Let's get started. Yeah, I really love that. So talk to me now then knowing these different pieces of alignment that we can stay within and what you have done since that time. What is it like looking forward? 
Where are you growing? Where are you trying to focus in on? We're here in the new year anyway. So let's talk about beyond yeah. goals. Is there a word that's been pressed into your heart? How do you uh, approach the freshness of what this kind of means? So I think that's such a big question and good question. It is, it is. Go anywhere you want. I know. So I think for me, I'm struggling between which word I'm going to really sort of lean into this year. And so the words are um, create, um, hang on, my board, let me look at the other word, or inspire. Those are the two words. Okay. I had to check it out real quick um, behind me. So I'm trying to figure out which of those I think the Lord is calling me to this year. And it's sort of evenly split. Um, and the challenge that I'm having, which is really a weird challenge to have, is we are at the place where the challenge is not attracting new clients or growth for growth's sake. The challenge that I have is which of the projects and the people that are lining up uh, wanting to work with us should be us to. And so it's almost a reverse application process, which sounds really amazing, right? Yeah. And like, oh, that, yeah. that's, that's something a publicist would say about her business, mm -hmm. but it's totally true. And it's actually a really humbling place to be in because I don't want to mess it up. And so the Lord has so many projects out there that we could easily be a part of and easily help give life to and help lift heavy lift from the ground up. But which of those things is he calling us to? Because we're not yeah. called to everything because then I can't serve anyone. It's and so, so I think that's a piece that I'm, I'm, that feels very weighty to me. Yeah. And so we know we have three big films coming up this year. I know I've got probably 60 or 70 books we're launching. I know that we have lots of nonprofits that we're working with. And so our team collectively can do all those things and do them well. But I'm also looking at it from a me perspective. Yeah. So as our company has grown, my role has changed. So I'm still trying to process what my day-to-day -day will look like in the new year. And it's really important to me that I'm connected to everything that we do at Epic. And so that's the, that's really the, where the rubber's meeting the road for me is how do I still stay connected even at the size we're at? And I really don't want to grow any bigger, but how can we still meet the need that is out there? Because everybody um, needs service in the way that we do it. And I wish everybody could have it. So yeah. I do think, I do though want to say this, Tamara, I believe that your listeners um, have a mindset issue. I believe they think that they can only hire out branding or they can only hire out marketing. They can only hire out PR. And that is so not true. There are steps every single one of your solopreneurs, wannapreneurs, um, business owners can do today mm -hmm. to publicize their business and use what is one of the most closely held secrets in, in the entire marketing sort of industry. And that is being your own publicist. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say to the person out there listening, saying, I don't know the first thing about that, that trust me, it's not rocket science. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And if they're interested in learning how to be their own publicist, I have a great free guide. This is not some gimmick thing to come. I love this. Email. That is so awesome. We are, we are not going to send them lots of emails at all. But I really want people to harness and use their own ingenuity and their own brain, find what is newsworthy about their business, and do two things for me. Stop selling your product. you got to sell the solution. You're never mm -hmm. going to get anywhere just selling your book or selling your business. or You've got to only focus on what solution you give. And then I want them to stop believing they can't do it. Mindset is more important than anything else. And as a coach, you totally know that. So, I do. I hear it all the time. Right and it, it doesn't even matter what which component of action that keeps them held back. But ultimately, it comes into that space of confidence. And I believe it's the confidence because they're less than mindset or comparison mode because of the access that we have to what seems like everybody's perfect highlight reel, right, um, is is a lie. And it takes that person. And I love this analogy. I don't even remember where I first heard it. But like, we all have to put our pants on the same way. Like there's no like different opportunity. Like you do it. I do it. The president does it. The the most famous person you can think of does it. You know, a child does it the same way. And so it's us recognizing that it's us just stepping into that next pant leg that allows us to wear it.
to wear it well. I mean, if, if I got dressed in the dark and I have gone to the gym several <laughs> times with either my pants completely inside out where like the crotch yep. line is on the other yep. side or like completely backwards and I do my first squat and I'm like, what's going on? Thank goodness for bathrooms and a women's gym. That's but right. realizing that it's, it's okay, one, to say I messed up and two, to ask for help and three, to just literally take the next minuscule step. And I love that you gave them the, the freedom to realize that they actually can be their own publicist today. It's not do these five action steps and then you'll get to do it it's like right now. And this new app that I was mentioning before, I have already booked like nine more podcast guests in the last 24 oh. hours in the realm of the bracket that I'm hoping to bring to life to you guys this year. And so you can do it. You just have to literally reach out yeah. to them. So many people think, oh, I only have 70 followers. I just started. That person would never be on my podcast. I'm just going to stand from afar and admire them. But how much more humbling is it when you get to actually ask them and they say, sure, I'd be honored. And you just so right. and they're stunned, right? You're so right. And I think people, the thing that I've noticed in business, and I've been in business, big corporate business for 26 years, they always think they're going to arrive at a point where they feel comfortable owning whatever success they have. And that never happens. Never mm -hmm. does it happen. Because the thing is, competence does not necessarily breed confidence. So I want your, your listeners to understand that, that doing the best they can do is never necessarily going to take away that imposter syndrome that they feel in their head, right? Mm -hmm. And so knowing that that may never go away for you and that that mindset is keeping you back from just trying, I think is really freeing. And so somebody out there today needs to hear that. Again, competence does not breed confidence necessarily. So, so do it afraid, do it anyway, but you've got to do it. Yeah. And it's that ripple effect, right? Like that's the whole logo of core creatives of core talk. It's that of that ripple, knowing that you might think that you're still limited in your reach based on a number that is a vanity metric. And mm -hmm. yet you just like Abraham, which somebody spoke this into my life the other day and I'll forever be changed by it. He did not know the number of stars in the sky. He couldn't count them all. And that's how many descendants, that's how many people were going to prosper based on his choice, based on his free will, based on his love, based on his covenant with God. And so it's the action and the recognition that your one step might affect generations to come simply by saying yes today. And that's the that's the freedom factor of it all, is that you don't have to do this massive, grandiose thing. Even if you desire that and you never actually get to it, it's the process that is actually what people are honored and like humbled to watch rather than like you said, standing on the, on the pedestal and like, cheers, cheers. I made it. Like who cares? That's really cool. But I want to know about the hours of work that Michael Phelps put in. I want to know about the 7 million calories he ate every single day. When he right. spent that many hours in the pool, like that to me is the story. So I love that that keeps coming up in our conversation. You know, it's so true. I mean, there's never a final destination because enough is really never enough for some people. And so where do you draw the line? And then the thing that you were just, what you reminded me of is to my favorite, one of my favorite clients. I have a lot of favorite clients, but the Kendrick brothers who are filmmakers and they're known uh -huh. for their films like War Room and Overcomer and Courageous oh, cool. and Fireproof and Facing the Giants. Um, they were just pastors, right? And I don't mean that in any sort of derogatory way, yeah. but they had a vision that they thought they just needed to make this little movie for their church called Flywheel. And that little step of obedience, they thought the Lord nudging them to do, turned into the smash success and what has been a 20 year filmmaking career. And they never set out to be filmmakers. They set wow. out to preach the word. And so when you think about how these two guys from Albany, Georgia, now with their third brother, Shannon, involved, three brothers from a little town that smells bad, to be honest, in Georgia. <laughs> no offense to anybody who lives there. Um, but their movies have been seen in like 80-something countries by millions and millions and millions of people. And there have been so many, probably hundreds of thousands of declarations mm. for Christ because yeah. of their faithfulness. Yeah. I mean, come on, Tamara. Yeah, it's so what, do you, what are your listeners, what is your audience trying to do? Yeah. I'm telling you, it can't look any more unlikely 
than some kids from Albany, Georgia, who are pastors making some movies, right? So good. It's so good. And there's that exact verses, like it's a mustard seed of faith. It doesn't have to be the massive grandiose. And while there are people, I'm raising my hand because I am a huge dreamer. Like I literally have clients come to me because they're like, when I come to you, I feel ignited towards the bigger vision. I never even imagined that my saying this one thing or my thinking that I will make this little church video could be like that. But that's what I love. That's like where I love to stand in that dream state, but then actually activating those people into that space of you can do this. Here are the steps to get there um, is the realization factor that your dream has legs. And it's a matter of you literally just like speaking it out loud. I found that that's one of the biggest things of transformation for people because Mm -hmm. that helps cultivate that confidence is when people come into a collective room and actually say your dream out loud. First, like get in the mirror and say, this is what I see for myself. And it's to know that these little dreams and passions and ideas, they're only planted from God with purpose. And it's not imposter syndrome and it's not a lack of, it's not out of greed. It's not out of pride. If you stay humble in that space of knowing that it's by him and through him, that those things will be built. But it's the cart before the horse. And it's you taking that change, that car accident that you had and the recognition that, oh my goodness, if I don't put this Bible that has now been gifted in my hand in front of everything that I do, it is going to end up in the back seat of my car and maybe mm-hmm. I'm the one in the accident next. And it's nothing That's against so those children's lives. Those children's lives literally have now impacted so many in so many different mm-hmm. ways, I'm sure. Yeah, that is so true. Um, and I think what you said is really important. And that's what we, what I love about my job is I get to come alongside people who may have some fishes and loaves and they have one little tiny idea. But when I see it, I'm like, yes. no, 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 wait, there's this for you. And here so are good. all the ways we can raise your arms up during the battle and let's do this thing. And so I think so sometimes good. it takes teams of people to yes. bring, the, I mean, there's a reason why. Um, Jesus called 12. I mean, right. It takes a team to get some of these big things accomplished. And so I love, love, love one of my greatest joys, seeing people's dreams birthed into, into reality. And I get to see it every day. And it's my, I always say my, my favorite projects are the underdog projects, the people that were most likely to not succeed. And then they have this huge thing. I mean, those are the, because the reason why I love those is they were not, anybody's most likely to succeed candidate. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I know that those things are where God has for sure breathed on them because it wasn't because they were smart or we were smart. It's because he made it happen. And those to me are the most edifying things to be a part of. It's so true. That's so good. And I love the symbolism and the imagery of of Moses with Aaron and her and his arms standing up to the sky because it truly is. And it was honestly in my activation as an entrepreneur where I told you how I was prior to when I finally released the control of the building of something grandiose. I still had that global vision then. And I literally tried to do it by myself. I had team members and I would say, yeah, do this one thing, but I'll control it once you're finished with it. And it's the release of that in this second season. I call it my my comeback story, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I had my, my quarter life crisis and then I've come back to life. And it's this knowing that I literally cannot do one thing in my life fully well, one without God being involved. We know that, but without the people that he is gifted beside me. And so it's another activation point and realization and recognition factor for those of you who are listening to say, who has God already positioned before me? Mm-hmm. And how can we resource one another's gifts and talents in order to bring to life something that is bigger than me? And it should always be bigger than you, because if it's just for you, then it's what is it for? It's really not. It really doesn't exist, I don't think, because then it is selfish and greed and pride. And so I always have this fresh vision of myself in my of myself in a mirror um, in that like beautiful exchange experience with God and those arms wide open, hands wide open, because I believe that anything that he gifts us in response to our activation should be freely able to either be taken by the person who needs it, who's in close proximity enough to take it, whether out of greed, pride, or goodwill, or that he needs to take it to be used for something else. So whether that's money, um, whether that's an access point for a friendship, um, whether it's a 
platform, whatever it is. I mean, you guys, you could build tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, but tomorrow Instagram could crash. And so what have you done in your life today to actually breed real human connection, real human heart, and then to go out and spread what is supposed to be the good news and, and done it well that like you will feel comfortable if you got in a plane crash, if something happened, like tragic, if your car crash happened and you were, would you be able to say at that time in your life that you were putting the Bible first? Yeah, for sure. Not for not. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. think I thought I was. Sure. But oh, I and really, I got yeah. But I think it was more pretending um, until things got really real. And then, of course, things transpired from there. But I think what you just said is so amazingly true. And I love, I can see your energy and I can see why people listen and watch this podcast. I can see why you're doing so well as a coach. I mean, I think that you truly love changing people's lives, don't you? I do. It makes me so happy. (laughs) Get out of my seat right now and jump around. (laughs) I can see it. I see it in you, girl. I see it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's so cool that you get to have that paralleled experience in in a bigger way, but it's not in a comparison factor. It's just the where you are and what has um, positioned alongside you. And so with Epic and all things going on in your life right now, like how can we be in community with you well? How can we serve you as a community? How can we support you? I would love, um, honestly, just to meet some of your audience. So, I mean, feel free to drop me a line at our website and get my email from there. I mean, I also covet prayers for steadfastness and covet prayers for wisdom. Um, And I think all of us, we are one big body. And so I think it's so crucial that we lift each other up continually, especially when we head into what looks like another year full of challenges that we can't control, that we can't predict. Um, And so it's really going to take all of us I mean, acting as one. And I hope that if adversity has done anything in the last little bit, that it's taught us that we need each other. And so I'm looking forward to 2021 um, being more in community with people who are doing things big, small, and in between and trying to be whatever it is the Lord is calling me to be in their life, whether to be a friend or an encourager or maybe someone to speak a word of warning to them, like, wait, maybe you want to do it this way instead. Um, So I'm just looking to be obedient. Yeah, I love that. And I think already just from this conversation, that inspiration, that one word, that inspire has definitely taken root. Um, And the creation phase is everything that you get to do on a daily basis. So I'm excited to see you do both of them this year, not just one. Um, But I want to ask, because I know audience members are listening in, and I have this time with you. So I'm going to ask on on behalf of myself, is if you want to be recognized by a publicist or to pitch, what is um, the differentiating factor in your inbox or in your line of sight if somebody was to come into community with you? Well, I think um, thinking about it, if I was the business person or entrepreneur who wanted to really do the right thing and be their own publicist, which, you know, they have there's that resource they can grab at our website. Um, I think the email subject line is crucial because if it's not a great subject line, people are never going to open the email. And so we even struggle with that, even with relationships I've had with the same producer for 20 plus years, she's not going to open a lame subject email for me until she gets time. And what if she doesn't get time? What if she doesn't come back to it? And so I think that that's important, but I also think that most business owners don't understand the power of the media. And so if you can take an aspect of your business that is newsworthy, maybe just to your local area, maybe there's a seasonal aspect to your business um, or to a service that you offer. And then put that in the framework of it being a solution to a problem, then you have an evergreen pitch, my friend. And so then you become an interesting um, and newsworthy guest for radio and for TV or them to write an article about you. So if you don't know this, you need to hear what I'm, listen to what I'm saying very carefully. When you read a newspaper, which I don't know who reads newspapers much anymore, um, 80% of what you see in a newspaper is the result of a pitch from someone like me. Mm. People hear that. They don't believe me. Um, I've got 26 years that I can honestly attest to you that that is 80% of that news is all um, placed there for purposes of marketing or selling something. Mm. Only the arrest record, um, the weather, and maybe like um, one other little column in your paper. Maybe those are all real things. Everything else is people trying to sell you stuff. 
Um, the, the change the media is going through now is a perfect time for people to harness the return on investment. I mean, if you're doing it for yourself, it's free. It is your time. It's sending some emails and doing it well. So if you can just do that, here's what can happen for you. I post one interview 18 years ago, maybe 19 years ago now on the Today Show for this, this family who'd had seven babies at once. They were called the McCoy Septuplets. They re-ran and caught up with those septuplets every year on their birthday for 18 years. And looking now, calculating that, if we had to have bought that airtime, national airtime, it would have cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. The client kept getting that coverage every year for free. Wow. If you think about that, um, I truly believe, and I do it all, marketing everything, but I really believe that publicity is the best money that you can spend on your business. And if you're doing it yourself, you're spending nothing. So learn a few new skills, do something new for the new year and make your business soar. So good. There's a mic drop right there, y'all. I hope that you feel activated. I hope that you feel the desire to create and you feel inspired after spending this time with Jennifer Willingham. It has been a gift, my friend. Thank you for sharing the deep parts, the hard parts, but also the fun parts that propel us into our purpose and ultimately what makes us passionate. Um, It definitely pours out of you as well. So I thank you. And I'm looking forward to staying in contact. Tamara, you are a gift of an interviewer. Thank you so much. And I look forward to that as well. All right, friends. See you guys. Thank you. Hey, y'all. It's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway by snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fit and faith underscore podcast or me personally at Tamara.Andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the fit and faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.